1: We thrive. I am Sandra Primo, and I'm Tammy Salas, and we are the unruffled.
0: (laughs) Hey, Sandra. (laughs) Good morning. I like that we're starting out laughing. That's good.
1: I know. I know. I know. I. Before you were, uh, before you hit record, we were talking about you know items that y- you do not hang on to, but that I do. And I was just going to say, but right as you were hitting record, you should see my underwear drawer. <laughs>
0: <we> start this. <laughs> let's start, let's start there. <laughs> I, I should see your underwear drawer. <laughs> Thank you. Is that an yeah? Memory?
1: I was, we were talking about how, yeah, I will hang on to things, not really for sentimental value, but I'm just like, they're, it's perfectly fine. Like I won't, I won't get rid of things until, sometimes until they're just absolutely falling apart or replace things until they're falling apart. Yeah. That's perfectly, that is a perfectly fine pair of underwear. Um, it's got a little more life. Yeah. (laughs) Even if they're kind of droopy and (laughs) maybe there's a hole and yeah.
0: Well, that's funny, because, as we were going to record, my headphones just busted in two, and they're my husband's headphones, so um he's had them forever, Sandra, and he is I think you two do have share those traits he uh He buys nice things and he hangs mm-hmm. out to them forever he yeah like, I'm not going to buy five cheap things, which I would, and he but he's like, i'm going to buy the nice thing that I've been waiting, and he'll wait for it right, wait for it. And then he'll take really good care of it. Yeah. Very. I like that. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um, I stopped wearing underwear when I was 40. So I don't know. If you're going to share something personal, I'm going to share it with you. Oh, <laughs> interesting.
1: I have friends that don't wear yeah. underwear too. And I am always fascinated by that. <laughs> I don't, I'm fascinated by it. Like, I don't think I could, um, I don't know. That's a little too much freedom for me, I think. <laughs>
0: Well, I have to say there are some caveats, um, but my underwear drawer is small. I do have some, um, and those are for certain outfits. Those are for certain times of the month now, which I had to bring into rotation once I started getting my period again. So, yeah, happy happy new episode, you guys! You guys, to- hi. Hey, this is all
1: about us, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this whole episode this is us. us.
1: <laughs> Well, that so if you're like day. skipping ahead, waiting for the interview, nope, nope. you're stuck with us. <laughs> Still gonna be us. She <laughs> what can we talk about next? <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Well, that is just fascinating. I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to really think about why I can't. I, I uh, like I'm an underwear girl. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because I I had C sections and I'm self conscious about my C section scar. Maybe that's it. Huh. But I think I wore underwear before. Babies, you know. So yeah, know. yeah.
0: There was something. It was my my friend Casey stopped wearing them. She's like, "Why are you wearing them?" She's like, "You wear stretch pants and leggings and yoga pants or whatever you call them all the time." Like, why aren't you? Why do you wear underwear? And I was like, "That's a great thought." You know? Yeah, because I didn't go to an office anymore. I used to work in a law firm where the pantyhose and do the whole thing, right? And lots of Victoria's Secret underwear. I think as I started getting larger, I um. I stopped buying those pretty little underwears that are Victoria's Secrets, which, you know, those are really for maybe the younger set. Right. And I just slowly worked them out of rotation. It wasn't like it was a hard stop. Okay. it an evolution. Right. Yeah.
1: So right. Wait. Well, you were probably throwing out the sad underwear, the ones that I'm not throwing out. <laughs> You were throwing out the sad ones and just not replacing them, I'm right. sure. Yeah. There was a no replacement plan. You're right. That was it. That was it. Huh. That is so, that's fascinating to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. I feel a little exposed, but all right there. I did it. <laughs> well, you know, we you did it to yourself. That's right. Totally. <laughs> Nobody outed me, but hmm. I can see where this is already going with this episode. Great. Yeah. Yes, It'll April Fools.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, not, not as you know. This is not as this is airing, but as we're recording this,
0: it is April, April Fools. Mm-hmm. Do you are you a big April Fools joke person?
1: Like I do enjoy playing a little joke on my family. I do. Uh, I've reposted the photo again. I knocked it out of the park in 2014, which is funny. That's, you know, also the year, um, I quit drinking. So this would have been a few months before that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I fashioned a turd. <laughs> out Of, of
0: course. <laughs> out of, <yes.
1: laughs> uh, I fashioned a turd out of, um, you know, the toilet paper, the cardboard toilet paper roll, and it looked exactly like a turd if you work with it for a while, and I placed it on top of the toilet seat, and it flipped both my kids out. I will never forget their faces (laughs) that morning, and I have yet to top that one. That was such a good one. So, I mean, yes and no. Like, it's got to be a really good, it's got to be a really good one.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: and the days young still i i i i am feeling a little mischievous today actually so. okay
0: so they better watch out yeah they better yeah, watch they better,
1: out they better watch out but yeah that's about the extent of
0: it i um this is not very funny maybe to some but to me and my sister and brother it was really hilarious always one of us would call my mother and tell her that we were pregnant oh right and every year she fell for it, like every freaking year for like a good six, seven years. Like we had a run <laughs> and, um, with my mom's declining brain health, it is not funny to do that. And I know You're I not, could, gonna do, it to not gonna do it today. Um, but it makes me, We. she would just fall for it so hard and, and it was so mean. It was so horrible. And then one year when I thought like the, the jig was up and I couldn't do it anymore, I, this is what a bad mom I am. Oh God, I'm telling everything today. Mm-hmm. I had Grady call her and tell her <laughs> that she was oh gonna God. have a brother. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, fell for it for a second. And then she's like, Can I talk to your mother? <laughs> and she's like, You made your son. I said, Well, you know, I didn't think it was gonna work anymore for me. <laughs> and she just goes, That is horrible, Tammy. Like, he doesn't <laughs> want one. Don't worry. He's not scarred by it. But we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. we'll see. Somebody came out in feature therapy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a gal in my um, morning meeting that um, my morning meeting meets in a circle. You know, they, um, it's a big circle of chairs with one opening for people to walk in and out and get seats in the morning. It's a pretty big circle. There's about 30, 40 chairs. Mm-hmm. So, um, I couldn't go to the meeting today because I was um, chatting with you this morning. But she told me they were going to pull an April Fool's joke and put all the chairs into a square, (laughs) which I thought was really good AA fun for April Fool's Day. That is some good (laughs) AA fun. Because you know how we're like creatures of habits and meetings,
1: Right. You
0: walked in and you're like, what in God's green earth is going on? (laughs) Because we all want to control the universe. We're like, this cannot be. I cannot. (gasps) Like I have to sit in a certain chair for the, or I had to sit in a certain chair for the first like year and a half. Right. Um, And now I can move around, but I don't like being outside the circle if it's full. I want to be inside, like in the circle with everybody else. Right. Sometimes it's too full. So even that, like um, when somebody leaves early, I go grab their seat because I really like to be in it. (laughs) But I can only imagine all the creatures of habit walking in today and being like, what is happening? (laughs) So I thought that was good. That is good. That was good. Um, but so today we're just, should we jump in? This is just yeah, us today. Yeah, this is just us today. Yeah. Just us. And we're going to cover um, kind of the four areas that we cover when we do these types of episodes. Mm, excuse me. Um, recovery slash sobriety, um, health. I even threw a little health and beauty in there for mine, Sandra. Oh, nice. Yeah, health you know, and just beauty. Just it up a little. <laughs> oh, um, and, uh, family will be one. And then the last topic will be creativity, which I think you and I both have a lot going on. So um, let's dive in. Let's dive yeah. In. I'm going to uh, let you start. Okay. I'll start with uh, recovery sobriety. So this last quarter has been um, a, a range of emotions. Let's just say that. And I've shared a lot of that on the show, um, in little intros and things that we've done, but, um, you know, I did feel like I was slipping emotionally in February. I've had a lot of emotional things going on, a series of unfortunate events, and then just a series of regular events. And, um, I sniffed that rum bottle that was in my recycle bin that still had alcohol in it. And it just, it caught me. It was like something I had to, um, it was like a slap on the wrist or something a little bit, like, what are you doing? Like, what is happening here? You just hit your four year birthday. What what are you doing? And um I told my I told myself to my sponsor and to all of you guys and you, Sandra, and um my sponsor just said, Back to basics, and you need to go back to basics. And what that meant, um, like I wasn't writing my gratitude list every day on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't going to meetings as much. Um, So I kind of did that. I started going to meetings. I started focusing on service work with my sponsees or any woman that kind of wanted to talk or text and ask stuff. Um, I responded timely and made coffee dates. I just kind of had to pull myself out of that um, kind of darkness that I was in and think about somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, That includes this podcast, like getting up and being motivated to do that and chat with you and be open. Um, I um, really focused on March is step three. Um, as you know, Sandra, uh, maybe some of our listeners don't know, but what that meant was um, step three is make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. That could be a little much for me with that God and him. and <laughs> But somebody in a meeting just said, it's all about letting go. Right. It's all about letting go. That saying, let go, let God, even that I couldn't, I can't receive that sometimes. Just, I don't know. I'm still hung up on the G word, I guess. But when I started thinking about letting go, I um, realized I, there was many things. So I started making lists um, of what I needed to let go. And that helped. So instead of like a daily gratitude list, I made a letting go list. And on, on the list, Sandra, I mean, maybe you'll go, oh, really? That, that sounds a lot like you. <laughs> um, over-functioning. <laughs> I need to let go. Um, whether or not a loved one goes to Al-Anon, I need to let that go. That's not in my hula hoop. Um, Grady's future self. Um, I need to let that go, that that needs to be anything that I have some attachment to. I mean, not like a college or um, that he dress how, you know, why isn't he wear that thing anymore? Or why isn't he, you know, we just bought those shoes. I need to let go of some of that. That is just taking up way too much brain space. Right. For me. Um, my weekly newsletter, like, does it have to go out every week? That one still had a question mark. I do like it, but is it necessary? Um, Right. Other people's opinions of me. Um, body shame. Um, working nights and weekends, that's not bringing me any joy. Can I let that go that I don't need to work all the time just because I can? Right. Um, So, you know, things like desired outcomes, just lots of things. And then there was some physical things um, that I'm going to talk about later in the show when I give you one of my tools that I did. But that was really helpful to make that kind of a list and to slowly tick a few things off because a lot of those are really big themes. They won't I won't be able to tick those off for a while, right? That's a work in progress. Um, but there was some kind of smaller bite-sized things that I could let go, certain commitments or volunteering. Um, so I'm kind of just whittling away at that list and and maybe I'll change my mind on a few, but that has been super helpful for my sponsor to just say like, you know, back to basics, you know, do your 10th step at night and try to make amends as soon as you can. Um So that's it. It's been kind of um, a self-care surrounding um, my work with the 12 steps and just really kind of digging into them a little deeper. But I feel sturdier for sure. And I'm back to writing um, paper gratitude lists every day. Um, I'm not writing as much on the computer at night in our Facebook gratitude circle because I'm already in bed. Yeah. So if I remember in the morning, I will, but I'm trying to let that go too that I don't, I'm not um, nobody's keeping track of that for me. <laughs> nobody cares.
1: <laughs> right. Gonna,
0: it helps the group, but nobody, I'm not going to get in trouble if I don't do it. No. So, so that, that's really it for me. I'm feeling sturdier. I'm glad I had that little bit of a, um, reminder that, um, I only have today with my sobriety. That's it. You know, I don't ha- it's not guaranteed for forever. I have to keep doing this work. And um I don't want to get too comfortable. What is it rest on our laurels? I don't wanna um take it for granted. Mm-hmm. So this is a good, a good reminder. I'm feeling a much more calm and much more um, emotionally stable. And um that feels good. So that's where I'm at.
1: Good. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm glad that you followed up then on that, you know, that that the the rum. Bottle yeah. sniffing incident. Yeah, because I think that that I think it's important that we that we follow up, you know, and and share how we come back from those things,
0: what we do. Yeah, yeah, because it, otherwise it just seems like it. No one can relate, and if what we're doing here is sharing and trying to share some tools and things, like just because we host this podcast doesn't mean that we have all the answers to sobriety um, or recovery. Like we're just figuring it out um, establishing a morning routine. Like I just keep tweaking it and tweaking it. So I keep saying it's a routine. It's a routine that I do it. But again, the things that I do keep constantly changing and shifting and what feels right. And so I guess that's what I'm doing with all the other work too. I'm just trying to see what feels right.
1: Yeah. 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 What about yeah and that's the beauty of it. We can change it as long as we just stay intentional about it.
0: <clears throat> well, that was, I think the one line from the serenity prayer that's been with me too these past few months is just the courage to change the things I can. And every time I heard that before, I think it kind of went into like, you hear the prayer um, the and you just kind of say it like it's rote, but it's really been like, I do have choice. Mm-hmm. I do have a way to change the situation. I just have to have the courage or the energy or, um, you know, the mindset to do it. And there's a Carolyn Miss quote that I really like says there isn't anything in your life that cannot be changed. Nothing. Like you can change things. So that's what I've been doing. And um and that kind of feel I mean, I want to give up control too, but I can control my mindset, like I can shift it. Mm-hmm. It, it takes some doing. It's not like an on and off switch.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah, giving up on Mm -hmm. it is a it's like a ninja level mind trick and I will always revert back to the the way I've always done it and that's you know expecting to be able to control outcomes yeah I have to constantly work on it. I have to constantly remind myself, no, you, you, you actually don't have control over any outcome. It doesn't mean you lay on the couch and do nothing. You keep, you keep plotting, but it, you know, it just expect to be surprised by the outcome. (laughs) whatever right. it is. <laughs> right. It, and it and starts- that will include disappointment. Sometimes mm-hmm. that will include
0: your mind being blown sometimes. Yeah. And I'll, when we get to family, this, this whole concept is really helping me with a few things in that category too, but you know, you hear it, let it go, right. Surrender. It's all these, these, um, big themes that are universal, but it's just, I think, um, I think kind of focusing in on a few and really going, what is happening in my life that I'm trying to just control so hard. It, it is a relief when you can let something go, you right. know, even if it's not the big one. But so that's what I have, which I'll talk about later is I have some little things that I let go that felt like it was just starting, like the uh, pressure valve was just kind of letting it out a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's get to you. Okay. Well, I'm, I guess I'm having, I, I, I do feel like I'm still somewhat intentional, but I'm kind of back to cruise mode. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to my, my recovery, Yeah. I honestly will go a whole 24 hours and not think about it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I don't talk to someone in recovery every day because I do. Yeah. Um, I certainly do, but I am not always being methodical and intentional about my own personal recovery every day. I'm not, but, um, until someone reaches out to me that's struggling and over the last couple of weeks, I've had it happen a couple of times. And I will always answer those phone calls, um, or those messages or those DMs or however they get to me. Um, I, I answer them right away because I, uh, because that's, that's part of my service work. That's just how I, I give back and it doesn't have anything to do with being, I don't know, codependent or whatever. It's, it's, it's something that I, that is personally important to me. And, um, I, I don't want to um, reveal this person's identity. So I won't go into a whole lot of details, but someone reached out to me, um, about a week ago that was struggling immensely. And, um, I was really, um, taken aback with, uh, the shape that she was in Mm -hmm. and, um, and it, you know, and it it wasn't triggering to me at all. I mean, I don't, I'm not around intoxicated people that much anymore. Um, it, so it wasn't triggering to me in that way at all. I am neutral <clears throat> to that. Um, and I'm not, I, you know, I, I'm not precious. I am a resilient person. I always have been. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a snowflake, especially when it comes to things like that. I can lock into, you know, what do I need to do here mode right. um, pretty quickly. Um, but the only thing is I constantly questioned, you know, am I doing the right thing? Like it was about me, you know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, um, and I, it kind of felt like it kind of felt like watching somebody drowning in a swimming pool and then realizing that you don't have a life serving, a life saving certification. Right. And yeah, you know, I was constantly questioning if I was doing enough, if I was saying the right thing, if I was, um, if I was doing the right thing to help this person and, um, and you know and it made me it made me you know of course it all of those those incidences always solidify my own recovery of course they yeah. make me feel like um very grateful to be where i am in my recovery um grateful that i don't um feel the obsession to pick up a drink yeah. So um <clears throat> I guess that's where I am. Like I get jolted back into it. Th- yeah. Those those are the things that 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 bring me back into the present moment with my own recovery. And um uh they also, you know, make me feel like uh I may not, I still don't have all the answers and I never will, Mm -hmm. but I think, um, being available is my high, higher power working.
0: Absolutely. Sandra. because it does feel like if someone's turning to you, you want to have the answer, right? Yeah. But I think that's, what's so helpful Mm -hmm. with the tools that I've accumulated through the 12 steps. It's like, um, you can try to help somebody figure out like what's the next right thing or you can ask yourself that which could be different for everybody right um, but it feels a little like uh outlaw a little bit cuz it's like well that may not be what somebody else does right who am i to say <laughs> this is how you got to do it you do start thinking
1: about those kind of things i you know i think is this is, is this how you know somebody else with more recovery or that you know is a God, works the steps harder than I do. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is how they would respond, but in the end, I just have to trust that my higher power is in control yeah. of the situation. I'm the yeah. one that answered the call because I was supposed to be the one to answer the call for sure. Um, and I, you know, I even said a prayer on the way over there. Just to help, you know, please help me be an open vessel, help me yeah. say the th- the thing I'm supposed to say or do the thing I'm supposed to do. And in the end, I think the, the best thing we can do in those situations is just be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just be another fellow alcoholic. Yeah. And yes, I use the word alcoholic, <laughs> I <feel Yeah>. like. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's how language, I identify. Right? Yeah. That's how I identify. Um, especially that's how I identify, especially when another woman is, um, is needing me to identify with her in that moment.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sandra. And if my sponsor once told me like, um, you're, ch- you're going to be a channel to God, you're a channel to your heart, high- the higher power to divine, whatever it is. And I was like, okay, no pressure. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. She's like, it's not you, if you let go, if you're just the channel, you let that person, um, share their darkest dark, you know, right. You can just be there and receive it and not absorb it and keep it. Like you let it flow through you. Right. Not that you're dismissing it, but that you can honor <clears throat> it, hear it, receive it, the power of being seen and heard. Right. That's what we are right then. When somebody needs help. And a couple of ladies have reached out lately to me as well. And of course I respond right away because that's what you do. And um, and I think like the gist of what I've told them too is like just tell the truth. Right. Like it's as simple as that. I know it doesn't solve everything, but it will start to kind of erode and um chip away at whatever the problem is if you just tell the truth on yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's a beginning, you know, but I don't feel like I have any answers either. Sandra, you're right. Like it feels all we can tell them is like what worked for us.
1: Yes, exactly. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And do a lot more listening than you are talking. Mm -hmm. You know, there were a couple of times where I was like, Sandra, you're, you're,
0: I'm hearing your voice too much. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm I'm getting better at asking, um, you know, do you want suggestions? Because sometimes I'm not getting the question either. Like they're calling to just say it, right, and kind of drop it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, would you like some suggestions, or did you want some advice on something? Right, I'm sorry not to. Although you know, I'm chatty, uh, but you're right. Like, less is more. Less is more. Yeah,
1: right. I, and you know, and that, and you're right. That's the the biggest and best question I think you can always ask is, how can I help you right now? And mm. you know, sometimes that's a hard question for somebody to answer, yeah. um, especially if they're really struggling.
0: I'm um, writing
1: that one down, Sandra. Yeah. It's simple, and yes. it is simple. Um, but it's, uh, because you know, the things that I felt compelled to do and I felt compelled to do many things. Um, I'm not sure if those would have been helpful. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can be sort of aggressive in that way. Like I want to jump in and, you know, start cleaning your apartment and right. I'm going to go get you lunch and I'm going to, pour out all your booze and, you know, like, and, and
0: yes, Yes. action.
1: Right. And, um, I had to just pull, I had to reel it in, (laughs) just reel it in and just keep asking, you know, how can I help you? You have my phone number, you know, just let me know how I can help you. And, um, so so, yeah, so that's recovery and, you know, and, I, and again, I'll, I'll talk about my higher power again. Maybe that's again, my higher power going, oh, we're coasting
0: again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Drop someone I'll, into your life that maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll give you a little something to, 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 to needle on. So, mm-hmm. and it kind of snaps me back into my re my personal reality with my recovery. Yeah. And, and and
0: the coasting does happen,
1: right? Yeah, sure. I, it does. You know, and, and to me, that's not a bad thing. It's agreed. like a sign of a good life. You're actually, you're actually out and you're living your life. And that's the purpose. That's why we
0: got sober for sure. That's why we got sober. But I think that's what meetings help remind me. Um, I do see a lot of suffering, you know, recently in the meetings and I don't, I don't feel the need to rescue everybody, but I'm there if anybody wants to ask me a question, right? Um, I love my, my Tuesday night women's meeting at the end, they say, "Will all 12 women who have worked the step, all well, all women who have worked the 12 steps with a sponsor, please stand up. And like the majority of the room is standing up. Right. So when newcomers are there, it's, this is a new thing they did. They didn't do this when I started going. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So we I did. never knew how to raise find our hands. Yeah, yeah. We raise our hands. I never knew how to find one. So when you're sitting in the back row, you know, the first or second time at your meeting, you're like, okay, but what do you do? How do you do it? So it was nice when these, all these women stand up and they say, please see one of these women after the meeting. If you have questions.
1: Right. Right. So it's like instructions it. because you, you do, you need instructions. You need yeah. to know what to do because there's not a lot of the rules aren't written down anywhere. No, Cause there's no rules. <laughs> Cause there's no rules. <laughs> You don't know sometimes what
0: to do. So no. yeah, it's very, those things are very helpful. And kind of just follow um, the leader. And that's what you're doing, Sandra, with answering the call. And not that you're the quote unquote leader, but you're the person that's going to um, answer a call. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, uh, I want what, I want what that woman has or, you know, hopefully, I mean, that's the other person's perspective, I guess. And if they don't want what that woman has, or they are not picking up what you're laying down, then you have to let that go. Which
1: is really hard. yeah, yeah well and and i and I actually am good at that. It's like you know, I can only model the solution um, right. and 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 you know be helpful, be answer the calls, but mm-hmm. i then in the end, I can only model the solution,
0: yeah, and i never felt i never thought or talked like this before in my life. Oh God, no, no. (laughs) So even just saying that (laughs) phrase model the solution, I say that so much now, but it's so, um, it's empowering what I'm doing every day, Sandra, by living my life. It's not to say, Oh, look at me. I got it all figured out, but right. It's just saying, I'm just modeling that this is the solution that worked for me. Right. If you want what I have, this is a saying in the rooms, right? If you want what I have, you got to do what I do. That's what I tell my sponsees. Um, with a caveat that then until you can tweak it to be your own, right. Like right. In the beginning, if you want what I have, then you got to do certain things and then you'll slowly morph and slough off some and pick up one and say, Oh, no, this is how I like to do it. Great. Right. Great. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. It's yeah. a, it can get to us too um, emotionally as well. Right. Just those things can weigh on us and people struggling and.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm not a huge worrier, but you know, I—I, I, it's on my mind. Those yeah. Whenever it, someone reaches out to me that's really struggling, they definitely stay on my
0: mind for a while. Same, same. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's right. go to um, health. Okay. okay. And beauty, apparently. Let's see. <laughs> um. So I'm still not exercising. Let's give that update. I just want to out myself there. Um, But I am, I did go to the beach a couple times last week. And I have to say the walking on the beach and having some sunshine on my face just changed my whole body chemistry. Like it was so, um, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? The beach is seven miles away from me. Oh. Why am I not on the beach more often? well I know why I'm not Sandra because I used to go to the beach kind of like how I went to yoga um, hungover mm. and or celebratory let's take some champagne to the beach and have a picnic was the code word right mm-hmm. um, or I would go at low tide in the morning with my son when he was really little and walk for hours and hours hungover looking for sea glass mm-hmm. and I it's when I would wake up in the middle of the night, right? When I couldn't sleep, I was already up waiting for Dawn and my son would get up cause he was little and I'd pack him up and dress him up warm. And we'd walk down to the beach cause we used to live where you could walk to the beach. And, um, I sat on the beach this week with Becky Vollmer and talked about that. And she was like, how dare you not come here? Like, what do you,
1: do- I think anybody that's <laughs> landlocked though, thinks that about people that live on the beach because <laughs> i right. have i I'm kind of the same i' i'm, right. I'm in, indignant that you aren't at the beach all the time, but again, I don't live any very close to the beach at all, so
0: well, it cleared my mental clutter. I went back a couple of days later with my, my my company that was staying with me had a different set of companies staying with us went back with them to this beautiful, big, huge beach um that had driftwood all over it and driftwood huts that people had made um oh, I love that warm just beautiful, and we stayed there again for several hours, which I was just like, okay, when I get back from Dobe, I'm going to start adding this into my weekly routine because it felt, I felt reborn. I felt like kind of how I feel after a nice scalding hot shower. Mm. I felt that after I left the beach, I just, Mm -hmm. um, it felt really good. And to take your shoes off and to touch the earth in that way. Yeah, for sure. So not exercising we'll work on it. Um, um, but the beach really helped my mental health. And um the other thing I was gonna share about my um mental health was that doing that that seven journeys with Pixie Horse in January, which I talked about a little bit on the show, Sandra, the the lessons and the things revealed um through my dreams during that week were so profound, I kind of had to shut it down a little bit afterwards because it was so overwhelming. Wow. But I've gone back to look at my Journaling and my pages, and I'm interested um, in investigating EMDR. Um, I've done a little bit of research online. One of our friends that's been on the show has reached out to me saying, If you have questions, this is what I'm doing. I have another friend that's doing it, and I'm hearing from her um, kind of how it works. And uh, you know, just for the things start making sense, like after I worked the steps and did things, I, I saw that there was this thread in my life. Um, as it pertained to, um, to my sex life, actually. And the memories from childhood, childhood traumas, everything started linking up in in a way that was so powerful that it was good to know it, but I had to shut it down because it was also during that dark time during February, you know, it brought me into that dark month. And, but I think I'm ready to kind of tackle that a little bit. So Hmm. that's kind of what's going on with that. I'm going to, I'm going to check that out.
1: That's interesting. I, I'm I'm anxious to hear uh, how that works out for you. Yeah. I've thought about it, but then you know, I'm uh, very much a seven on the enneagram, and I go, yeah. Why? Why do you want to open that box?
0: <laughs> <Sandra>. <laughs> why? There's a right. reason it's closed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's one school of thought. I think I don't even think it's funny what your body knows. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think the reason I want to is the panic. Mm -hmm. I I almost had a panic attack last week at my son's school when we went for college night. Um, and I learned that like, I was sitting on the edge of the row like I do. (laughs) So I'm not stuffed in the middle of a row, you know, in a big, in a big auditorium type thing. And, um, People kept coming and said, can you just scooch down? Because there was a bunch of empty seats. And so I acquiesced, my husband and I, and we kept scooting down until I was in the middle surrounded by people. And I slowly just started to have a panic attack and my legs were swirling the energy in my legs. And I was, I was sniffing essential oils. And when it was over, I, Steve just moved the chair out in front of me because we were in the second row. And I said, I have to get out of here and I need to get out of here like right this second. So he moved all the chairs in the front out of the way so I could just like beeline it out of there. And I'm just hoping, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's all connected. I don't know if I can find a way to calm things down in my body or what that's all about. But I think I'm open to seeing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know? That makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of beauty, um, I'm freaking loving my gray hair, Sandra. That's what I want to oh, say. Oh, awesome. I just want to say I love your love gray, hair. My gray hair. I, I love like, your gray hair it has kind of morphed and changed. It still has some brown in it. That's just like, there's like a streak in front, but I feel so free since I decided to stop dyeing my hair. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not for everybody. And I, and I want to have the caveat, I could change my mind too, but there's some kind of thing that I feel maybe it's getting older too, right? I'm approaching my 49th birthday and I'm just thinking like, I just, I like this. This feels like me. This feels like,
1: I love it. And you know, since you have grown your gray hair out and we have some other Instagram friends that uh, now I see so many women that are growing out their gray hair. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's great. I don't have gray hair. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Not a thing for me. Um, my dad, if I follow my, my mom is like, she, she turns just more blonde. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, he didn't gray until much, much later in life. He, he had dark hair, but he didn't gray until much later in life. So I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'll, if that it'll be an issue for me. We'll see. But yeah,
0: I just feel good in my skin right now. And that, that's a, a lot of different factors, but my hair and my style and just, I took that style school, which I'm not going to get into too much here. Um, but it did shift my, um, some thoughts I had about my body. And so I I feel good. I know summer's coming and I used to kind of dread it in terms of, I've, I don't own a pair of shorts. I don't own a pair. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going up to go to this writing conference. And it's like, there's these hot tubs where you can clothing optional. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go optional. I'm not going to take them off, but clothing optional, like naked, um, in the, in the pools, in the hot tubs. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And children too. I think there's children that could be in there too. Yeah. I don't want to be
1: naked with a bunch of strangers, but maybe that's just me (laughs) in a pool of water. They were all sharing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Last time, um, last time I was a little, a bit surprised five years ago. This is when I was drinking so much at the, at the workshop. Um, but I'm going to be wearing a bathing suit and I'm sure um, I'm just like, I don't care. Whereas before I'm real self-conscious about it and, um, we'll see. I mean, I have to actually do it, but, uh, I just feel better. I just feel better. Yeah. In my skin. What am
1: I saying? I've been naked in pools a whole lot, but I was <laughs> usually very drunk, very drunk.
0: You're and like, so, let me take that back. Let's yeah. Just, right? Yeah.
1: I should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like such a prude. I, I guess, um, I think, because, okay. Okay. I got a little bit scarred when I, um, uh, much younger I've mentioned this before but I I worked for this photographer for about a year who shot like playboy type um photography for he made like postcards or trading cards and calendars and all that kind of stuff anyway one time we went to a it was like a sandals resort in Jamaica um but it was a nude resort and there were just a couple of hot tubs (laughs) Mm -hmm. that people would stay in like Mm -hmm. all night but then we would have to be up super early in the morning for like hair and makeup and and we'd have to be on the beach before the sunrise to catch those sunrise shots or whatever so I would see them draining that hot tub (laughs) every morning and like bleaching it to just I mean bleaching it as much as they possibly could and so I have those memories now about hot tubs and a lot of naked people in a hot tub, and I guess that's where that's coming from. <laughs>
0: okay yeah, 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 that No, I think' you're, story I'm, time.: <laughs> I think you're absolutely right with that um, aversion. I'm sure. I'm sure that the hot tub in right do Bay there's probably no comparison. I'm sure. I like soaking tubs, big, huge rectangular tubs. there's two of them, and they overlook the bay it's just gorgeous. oh, I bet it's beautiful, it and it's not like a bathing suit. Like,
1: if you've got you know, if you're unclean or whatever, it's right. like a bathing suit's
0: gonna help that anyway, exactly. whatever. Well- We'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll get real free up there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you will. I won't be maybe drinking, so the odds are a lot
1: lower. But. Right, right. So well, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I think feeling good in your skin, especially in your bearish skin, like a bathing suit, that's a big, it's yeah. a big thing. That's a big deal.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm getting there. And I, I realize I have a lot more power and control over how I feel, right? um, and what I wear and how I present and I'm working on it. So I feel a shift there. So that was my health and beauty section for you. <laughs>
1: I love it. That was good. What well, about let's you? The health and health. Um, <clears throat> well, I have some big news. Huh? I'm pregnant.
0: Oh, you <laughs>
1: don't <laughs> no, Um, no, I'm the opposite of pregnant. Actually, I am in full on, I almost don't even want to call it. I think they should have a word for, I think there should be perimenopause and then there should be like premenopause. And okay.
0: then you I can think. say whatever you want
1: because now I feel like I've entered a new stage Hmm. That would be like right before you go into menopause. I think because I'll tell you why, because I haven't had a period and I think I should be better at tracking this. Sorry, Lori Massicott. I'm a horrible tracker <laughs> of this, but I think it's been six months since I've had a period. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well mm-hmm. done.
1: So I think I'm well on my way. I need to make a doctor's appointment and get my levels checked because I think I'm well on my way. Um, I hot flashes are like a regular thing for mm. me. Um, How is that? Have, they are. It's not. They're not the worst thing ever. Like I don't ever, hardly ever, even break a sweat like on my skin, but it feels like this internal flame. And you all of a sudden just want to take everything off. Speaking of getting naked, you want to kind of just like, if you have on socks, you want to take them off. If you have a jacket, happen to have a jacket on, you want to take it off. It's just this overwhelming feeling that you just want to remove articles of clothing. And then I find that if I drink water, right. When they're coming on, it kind of like dissipates it or it shortens the, the feeling. Wow. Yeah. But they are a regular thing. I probably have a couple
0: a day now. You're You're just like, it comes and does it last long?
1: They don't last very long. No, no. (laughs) Like maybe under five minutes. Yeah. Under, under five minutes for sure. Um, the, the most annoying ones are the ones I get in the middle of the night because then they wake me up and yeah. sometimes I can't, it's hard to fall back to sleep, but you know, then I'll just kick, you know, I'm like kicking off all the blankets as fast as I can. And every once in a while I'll move. We, we got my father-in-law's couch and it's leather. And so it's really cold when you lay on it. It's amazing. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> Sometimes I'll move to the couch right. and just lay on that cold leather couch, and it and that completely fixes it. Right, it's all the wrongs. Are you um, are you taking any yeah. herbs or supplements or anything to kind I'm of help not the not I'm not taking shit. I'm not taking anything. But I'll tell. I'm just letting it happen. But I'll tell you what I you know I've been doing for. I looked at my. I did mark when I started this, so I know it now. It's been eleven months, but. I still do intermittent fasting and I know that that is not, um, I don't like to talk about it that much because there's so many people I know that have had, um, eating disorders. And if you have an eating disorder, um, please do not. I don't think you should even attempt, um, intermittent fasting. Um, I love it. And I, you know, I didn't do it for, um, to change my body really. Although that was a result of it, but that's not why I did it. I did it because I wanted to see if I could regulate my hormones. And I think it's really helped me tremendously. Um, and, and really it did completely eradicate my hot flashes for a while. Now they're kind of back. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're, again, it's all doable, like nothing in my, and I don't feel wacky. I don't feel um, these emotional surges sort of like, you know, um, you do when you're, I don't know, um, about to have your period or, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of women experience those and I'm not experiencing that. So no, I don't feel the need to be on bioidentical. I'm not against that. I don't. I'm um, not against that. If that's, you know, if that's what works for anyone, I'm, I'm not against anything that works for you, right. but, um, but I have not felt the need to do that again. I sh- need to make a doctor's appointment. And, but I mean, I, I really, I I'm kind of a hippie when it comes to medicine and, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, I do the intuitive kind of, check in with my body and and I um because you can hear it now I am hyper aware too yeah. of all the different little twerks and peaks and changes that it makes and um so I I don't feel I mean you can definitely feel though that you're going through something <laughs> Right, it's, You know, so there's a reason why it's called, you know, going through the change or whatever, yeah. you know, you're definitely, something's changing for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, but my energy levels are good. And I really attribute that to intermittent fasting, if I'm being honest. Um,
0: when I took that course with Pixie Lighthorse, she was talking about how she was now a crone. And how yeah, she happy uh-huh. to be a crone and that, right. and then some women in there were saying like, what does that mean? And she says, well, you know, first you're a maiden and then you're a mother and then you're in this crone phase of your life. And she said, right. Well, it's been after a year since my last, what did she call it? it wasn't moon cycle, something to do with blood. Yeah. Um, anyhow, red moon or, or something like that. Um, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong, but she, she just was interesting. She was so pleased that it had been a full year. Since yeah, her last I'm period.
1: I'm actually yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. And yeah, that's um that's what I learned from Jolene Park okay. that uh and I had never read this anywhere. She was the one that told me, but you actually are in menopause for only 24 hours. Um, right. You yeah. told us that a while ago when you uh, did talk to her. That's Jolene awesome. Park told me that. Yeah. So you're in perimenopause. Um you could be in perimenopause for 10 entire years. Um, but you are only in menopause on your, uh, 300. So you have to have, you have to have not had a period for a year Mm -hmm. So for 365 days. If you go for 365 days without a period on your 366th day, you are in menopause. So for that 24 hours, (laughs) you're in menopause. At the three hundred sixty seventh day, you're in post-menopause. Yeah, so that's yeah. then you're <laughs> a <crumb. laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I found I found it fa- I found that fascinating when you when you said that after you'd had that chat with her. Um,
1: I found that fascinating too. So right, so I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm on my way. I think this is the final stretch, and I guess it makes sense. To, you know it happens, for different women at different times, but yeah. I'm. I am, I'll be 50 in June and I can't, I can't ask my mom because she, um, she's still with us, but she had a hysterectomy when she mm-hmm. was in her, I want to say mid forties or early to mid forties. So
0: yeah, Yeah I can't ask my mom either. So that's, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, am. Um, it's weird. It's, it's like, I finally got in the groove of having periods. So when I got that IUD taken out last summer, um, and I started having periods, it was like, I was in middle school again, just trying to figure out how to put a tampon in. I know, right. you know, and you know, they were like sideways and at an angle, not sideways, but you know, at an angle. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> how did I forget? You know, cause it'd been 15 years since I had one, but I have to say, I'm in the groove of that now and I'm not destroying underwear and I'm not being caught off guard in public. And I have a wide range of sizes of tampons. I mean, even buying them felt weird, Sandra. Like, um, I hope it ends soon though. I will say that. Yeah. (laughs) you know, I don't,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't miss it. I really, mm -mm, Mm -hmm. no, I, I, so far I don't miss it. And again, I could have a small period tomorrow. And then I have to start, start over, start my 365 day count over, but I think I'm on my way. I think okay. I'm on my way. Just need to get my levels checked, but I think I'm on my way, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, and you're, if you care, if you are, <laughs> you're if you're still listening. <laughs> if you're still listening and you care. You can ask for, I think it's called an HSG test. Is that right? Something like FS. that. FSG 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 test, something like that from your doctor. And that'll check your hormone levels to see where you are.
0: Yeah. I did that. I had that test done last summer. I think when I went and got my IUD out. Um, I don't fully remember. I filed that away somewhere in my medical records, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But like you, I feel really good in my Um. skin. I feel fucking fantastic. I look fantastic. Thank you. Bathing suit weather, bring it on. I just don't even care. I don't care. It's Mm -hmm. it's their skin that sags, things jiggle. I don't care. I could care less.
0: Yeah. Isn't that freedom? Like it
1: is such freedom. uh, It is such freedom. And and the fact that my body does what I need it to do, my husband and I went hiking Uh, a couple of weeks ago over spring break, we went to our favorite state park nearby called Enchanted Rock. And it's this, it's the second largest, um, uh, um, Oh my God. What's the kind of rock I'm thinking of? Granite. Hello. It's the second largest granite outcropping in the United States. And it's just, it looks like, it looks like you're climbing over the moon and, um, it's a hard hike. It goes up pretty steep and we, we got up to the top and then we did another four miles around the park and we were just like, we felt just very, we had a lot of gratitude. Both of us were just kind of going on and on about how we felt very grateful for our, his 50 something year old body and my almost 50 year old body that could, that could do that. And, 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 um, and not be, you know, not like it was killing us or anything. So, it's a good feeling. I have a lot of I have a lot of gratitude for this healthy
0: body. Yeah. Well, you've been working hard in terms of being mindful with everything. Like you said that that um what was it called intermittent fasting, it's not for everyone. Um no, you've always said that and we haven't talked about it much on here, but it's been serving you for a long time now. It
1: does. Yeah, 11 months now. It's yeah. it really serves me I, and um again, I didn't start it for vanity reasons. I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to get energy back because perimenopause does zap your energy and Mm -hmm. I wanted to get some energy back in it. And it totally did what it, it it worked. It it worked. I did
0: it. I did it for like three months after I left you last year in June. And, um, I did feel great. That's when I was trying to tackle everything with this panic. I was like, I need to throw the book at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe that's something I also felt like, um, it served me well with my schedule and the time and yeah, life gets going again and I th- slough things off, but I might have to revisit that too. Well, mm-hmm. um, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're both yeah. good and healthy and strong and all of that. Yes.
1: Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced almost two years' worth of content and have over half a million downloads. We can hardly
0: believe it. If you like what you've been hearing and appreciate our weekly consistency, you can be a patron of this show for as little as a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to patreon.com backslash podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. So what's next? Yeah, I guess what's we next? Move on. Yeah, we should. <laughs> family. <laughs> we just we could talk for hours before this hanging out with us today. Um, family. So I, I this will be a shorter one for me. Um, but there's a couple of things. Um family of origin. I am healing a lot of those old stories and I do feel super close with my siblings and um my mother's health is declining her brain health. And uh, today she has an appointment. When we get off this call, Sandra, I'll be um, hopefully patched into that appointment so that I can ask questions. But I feel because I've done the work that I've done in my recovery that I can be more available. I can let go of old stories. And I, um, even though it's triggering sometimes to physically be with, um, you know, family, um, I feel the gift of sobriety has given me back uh, like a nice new um, relationship with my family. And, uh, I talk to my sister so much now and, uh, we help each other a lot emotionally. We don't, we we're re re-patterning, So that feels really good. Um, so I feel like those are improved relationships. Um, but the concept of letting go that I mentioned earlier, um, I feel like just that principle is really helping me become a better mom. Um, I had a rough time um, kind of parenting my son over the last year, year and a half. And since December, we've had this shift. And really what it is, is me letting go of control and Mm -hmm. letting others help him. Um, He has a hard time asking for help. I have no idea where he gets that from. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we hired an executive functioning coach, which helps him with planning and calendaring and steps to homework assignments. When there's multiple steps, it's hard sometimes for him. Um, Anyhow, she helps him twice a week and we don't. And the improvement, Sandra, has just been amazing to witness. Mm. And a lot of that is me not getting involved. Right. And letting go and surrendering. So my relationship with my son is better. I'm trying to uh, apply that with my husband as well on certain things. So all still a work in progress, but it feels like um, it feels like positive change. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I want to say, because I know, Sandra, you and I talk privately off the air about things, but um, Steve, um, the one thing I will say about my husband, who does the editing and kind of puts our show together for us, I just shifted my perspective on how he supports me. Um, sometimes I want a lot of Bells and whistles and pats on the back and gold stars. Cause that, that's just, um, that's just how, that's just me. And I'm, I don't know if I need to work to change that so much. I need to change my expectations that I'm going to get that from people. Right. I need to give it to myself is really what has to happen. But for my husband, I started thinking like he does do those things, but he does them in his own way. Sure. Sure. He is not saying, you know, congratulations and confetti because I have hit a milestone, a sobriety milestone, but he is diligently working on our podcast every week to support this thing that you and I are doing um, mm-hmm. that helps my recovery and helps a lot of other women too, I think. Sure. You know, so by shifting my mindset, um, he qui- he's a quiet helper. He, he, You know, like when he volunteered for Habitat for Humanity, I didn't know for like a year that he was doing that every Wednesday. He didn't say anything about it. Right. So he's kind of like this silent. Uh, well, he doesn't,
1: obviously he doesn't need Mm-mm. the the gold star. So yeah. he,
0: that's how he treats you. Mm-hmm. Right. And Yeah. <laughs> he's all about his kind of, um, personal responsibility. He mm-hmm. has been his mantra his whole life. You know, you have your personal responsibility and you stay out of other people's business. And you you know, his idea, perhaps sometimes that I, um, you know, like why pat you on the back for that? Cause that just seems like normal stuff. Right. You know, and sometimes I want, I want it bigger. I want it. I want it from the one that I love, you know, that I live with. And, um, I've shifted my perspective the last month of thinking like he does many things, to all my tech work with my creative stuff. Um, he helps me with, right. I forget that. Mm-hmm. So um, he's he, well. When we get to the creativity part, he's he's building me something, you know. So it's like he's doing things to support me that I think that I'm not looking at because it's not the way that I think it should be done, and that's where I need to let go. Sure. So, yeah. Those I are, feel like I had a big shift. This that moment. is a huge shift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's family stuff. That's good. I'm learning from yeah. you. I um, <clears throat> I don't have a lot to report on that front either, although sometimes I feel like I'm waiting as far as my family is concerned. I'm waiting to react instead of being proactive um, or to move with a little more intention. And um, sometimes that makes me feel sort of guilty and selfish. And I'll I'll try to use an example to explain. Mm So I'm, you know, uh, we've got a lot going on creatively. Um, you know, I have never have a shortage of ideas and, or projects and left to my devices. I would spend 90% of my time on me and what I have going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and I'm, all, but I am a, you know, and I'm not trying to discount my caretaking abilities. Cause I think I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm a good manager of the household. I make sure that, you know, I'm here most, I'm here the most, more than anybody else in this family. So I'll start the laundry and I'll keep the dishes clean and I make dinner and I grocery shop and I do all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, this last six weeks, my son sort of, uh, some of his grades suffered quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I stayed on him, but um, and I helped him as much as I could. Uh, but I think about like, you know, like maybe I should hire him a tutor or a coach or it's like, I, like I need the shit to hit the fan yeah, <laughs> before I'll do something about it before it feels like it's important enough for me to like shift my attention and time to spend on it. And, uh, I do, and that makes me feel a little guilty, like, oh, man, I should be hiring a, a coach for my son and, you know, and uh, I should, you know, and, and as far as my marriage, I, I think my marriage is good. Are there things that could improve? Absolutely. But yeah. that would require, you know, work and attention. And <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That I don't want to give up, Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's like I'm waiting for a shoe to drop, yeah. Before I will, you know, feel like I okay. Then I'll spring into action. Um, I could get better at this, I think, but so far I have not been willing. <laughs> so right, right. So I guess that's what I have to say about family and. And I, and honestly, I can like cruise along and not even think about it that much until, you know, like I had to was sitting down to take notes for this podcast. And I started thinking, yeah, I should have, you know, I could tell that Max was losing steam Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the six weeks and I should have been proactive. I should have moved, you know, some teachers in to, to come in and help him out and, and before you know, he actually sunk.
0: Yeah,
1: and I just didn't. I didn't.
0: Well, that's how we learn. Like my my son was sinking since the end of eighth grade, and he's at the end of his sophomore year, and we just figured it out in January, Sandra. So you know, yeah. what I mean? like it's yeah, we didn't we didn't know, and it is. You feel guilty that like how did I not see? That? And then when I looked back at all of his report cards, it's always been present. His recent diagnosis, it's been present since kindergarten. When I looked at every comment from a teacher since kindergarten. I was like, we dismissed this for eight years thinking like, Oh, they're just being too hard on our son. Right. <laughs> you know, he's a boy, he has energy. He can't focus. No, it had been present the whole time, so there was guilt from it, but again, because of recovery, I know that we have to let that shit go, Yeah, because that is the past, and we can't Mm -hmm. shut the door on it, it's informing us, Um, but I do have some tools, maybe we can talk afterwards, Um, I'd be happy to share. Yeah, Yeah. thanks.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I, I will say that my son gets a lot of outside help. I mean, we're not beyond asking for help because he is on the spectrum. So we've had a lot, but you know, this was his year to kind of fly a little Mm -hmm. more independently.
0: Yeah.
1: And it hasn't been a a fail experiment at all. I mean, really, if you look to his report card up until just this past six weeks, he's had all A's and B's and a couple of C's. So Mm -hmm. really it's not, it's not like, and, and. And two, he's not going to Yale, he has no desires, it's, you know, so it's, we, I don't put a lot of pressure on him academically. He flourishes in other places. He's so creative yeah. and that will be his path. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, failing grades, it, it it affects their
0: self-esteem, you know, for sure. For sure. That's what I was worried about too, because it was so low, um, from feeling like not adequate enough and, you know, and just trying for a kid to manage, to try to fit in, to try to, you know, if they have something, a difference than, than how other people are learning, like they're trying to fit in and, and figure it out. And not sometimes succeeding at that. And that's what was going on. Um, right. And then also embarrassed to have tutors or coaches or, or additional help. Or at least my son re- resisted it big time. Um, but it wasn't until he let go because it had mm-hmm. to be him to say, I'm willing to give this a try. Right. He was like, but I don't want any tutors. I'll meet okay. with this lady to talk about this planning stuff. And, but I don't want any tutors. And we're like, okay all right, show us what you got. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's hard. It's really, which is
1: probably the smartest way to go about it. You know, giving him life skills as opposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, just crunching exercises or whatever that's boring and rote
0: and repetitive. Yeah, for sure. I will say, I want to say one thing that was kind of interesting because he goes to a very, um, high achieving, uh, College prep, private school that he got a scholarship to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so there's pressure. And also, mm-hmm. being the kid that got the scholarship, there's like, there's a feeling there too, and uh, of otherness sometimes, I would imagine. But I went to the college night, and she was so great. The, the college person that was there, she was just like, I know you guys are all high, have kids that are high achievers. I'm sure you're high achievers. I'm sure you're micromanaging every aspect of everything. She's like, Here's what I want to tell you. Um, they're not going to, nobody's going to get in, not, not us, not everyone is getting into to the college of their choice. Um, what should you focus on right now with your kids in this summer? She said, um, let them get a job at McDonald's mm-hmm. and work their ass off and have them read as many books as humanly possible. Right. That's my advice for you tonight. <laughs> and I was like, I like this lady.
1: Yeah, that's great advice because yeah. they do, they need,
0: they just need life skills really. Yeah. They call yeah. it like luxury camps or something like that. They're like those, the college knows, knows that those are the, the, um, it's, it seems very privileged and, uh, they want to see that they can work really hard. Right. And, um, yeah. So anyhow,
1: that's still great. Oh, yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Ask, we're just chatting yeah.
1: away here. Yeah. I know. Okay. Creativity. So-
0: Creativity. Okay. I said this was a big one. So let's see. Uh, I have some very exciting news and I can't remember okay. if I told you, but I do not think I have told you. Okay. What? A couple biggies. Um, I'm going to Marrakesh. Ooh, and- that is exciting. In September. Um, I'm going to a workshop and I'm studying with a painter named Heather Chantos, who I love her work. And um, I decided uh, I had my I had a big issue with PayPal last month, as you know, Sandra, a big battle with them not being able to access my balance. And um, I had money in there from the mantra project that's kind of been sitting and waiting for something. And uh, I decided to spend that, I I try to spend that money on creative things, either tools or workshops. So this was a workshop in Marrakesh with her um, September 21st through the 27th. And I think there's very exciting. I've always wanted to go there. I know I'm very excited. So I've never wanted to go there, but um, when I saw it was her, I was like, yeah. So I gave myself, I was going to try to go to Spain this summer by myself and try to figure that out. And um, that did not end up coming to pass. And um, so, yeah, so I'm going to do that. And it feels big and it feels kind of scary and it feels um, like I'll totally be out of my comfort zone but I also know that getting out of my comfort zone is how I learn. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. And then, um, Steve is building me a new studio, a painting studio. That's so exciting. I know. I didn't really, I mean, he asked me before, like, do you want one? And I was like, sure. But we've been waiting to do a room addition for two years, Sandra, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the County hasn't approved the permit. So I kind of feel like nothing's going to happen. Like I, I'm, I'm not attached to that. And, um, One day people just showed up and started like doing framing. Steve was out of town. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're making the framing for your studio. And I was like, huh. I call Steve. I'm like, is this really happening? And he was like, yeah, I told you they were coming. (laughs) (laughs) So by Thursday, that was on a Monday. By Thursday, they poured the foundation. And so it's all set up um, in terms of the foundation. And now um, Steve and another guy, um, a friend of ours is going to build it. That's amazing. Yeah. My husband built my studio. Like okay, oh, So lucky.
1: I like a man that can build something.
0: Yeah. But I, I, my studio that I currently have, I really love, but it's just too small to paint in. Right. And, um, and it's a little crowded in there. So, um, I was talking to my painting professor and she was like, so you're not going to get rid of your current studio. I said, oh, I was going to take the window out of it and we were going to get rid of it. And she's like, no, have your painting studio be where you paint and keep all your supplies in your pink studio. That's a great, yeah, yeah. So I would have two? (laughs)
1: Because you could crowd up the other one very quickly, I bet.
0: Sure. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyhow, that's kind of like a very exciting thing that's happening. And I think it'll be done this summer. So I think it'll it'll be good. Um, Let's see, what's the other thing? Um, Oh, I'm I'm repackaging... um, I got a burst of energy yesterday. I sent you a text last night after all my company left. I had so many ideas flowing in, Sandra, I couldn't write them down fast enough. So I'm not going to bore you with all those until they come to fruition. But I did decide to take down my Groove email course that I'd been offering for mm-hmm. January, February, and March. It was just too much content. That was the feedback. Oh. It was too well, much.
1: that's That's why you do a beta thing to f-
0: yeah. figure out what's working. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm retooling it. Um, I'm going to turn it into a five week course. Um, I'm still working on it and, um, yeah, I'm working on a book, like making a little gratitude journal book for people to write their lists in. So I feel like I have a lot of things kind of churning and, um, and I leave in a couple of days to go to Dobe to teach a creative ritual workshop. So all of these things, um, are happening while I'm going to school. So it feels a little bit overwhelming, which I knew it kind of would this semester, but I'm so looking forward to summer to just, um, I have not painted since last May, really since my show. Mm -hmm. And that's because that's, I don't know. I I connected everything too with my panic. I I was trying to just stop doing the things that I was doing, but I'm, I really want to create again. I have so many ideas and I just need to carve out the time. So
1: Right. Maybe the first summer
0: that I haven't gone to summer school in four years. So I'm really looking forward to kind of having this space. I think that's it. That's it for me. That is great. All good yeah. things.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I constantly, not constantly, for the last probably two years, I have battled with the big question are you uh, a person that just creates Sandra or, or, or are you a teacher? Hmm. And, um, I've tried to step into that teacher role <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think you have this year already and it's, it's a beautiful unfolding. Um, I have tried to step in that teacher role and I just, I can't, I, mm-hmm. I it's, I, it's beyond just resistance. It, it, um, I think looking to my right and to my left and seeing what my peers were doing and having all the shits, and thinking, well, that's how, that's the next thing you do. That's what, just what you do Mm -hmm. is you move from creator into a teaching role. And um, I guess it's just not appealing enough for me to do it. And, and I think it's because of the reason that you just brought up, I'm afraid I will lose my time to create.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and then I will just be a teacher and uh, I don't want it that bad. I don't, I don't want it bad enough to do that. Um, so I, you know, I miss out on, so what does it cost me? Well, I, you know, I could make money. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, Yeah. we're stripping it down. I could, I'm missing out on the money, the potential money I could make as a teacher if I was, if I were offering programs, because I know that I know you guys listening would sign up for my programs. I do feel like I have things to offer. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: but I, I cannot step into that role. I just can't do it. And you have to listen to your intuition on that, right? That's where you are listening to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, and, but it, but it, it, it,
1: it was hard. It's been hard. I've been, God, I've been wrestling with it for a long time because I think, am I being, am I being lazy? Am I, am I, is this like a big thing that I'm letting fear hold me back from, you know, like I'm, it was questioning all of those things. And I was just like, no, I just plain old don't want to do it. And so anyway, um, I know we're talking about what we're creating, what we're not, what we're not creating, but <laughs>
0: That's part of Um, it. That
1: drives us. That informs us. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I could, I could change my mind. And in in a year, I might be ready to step Mm -hmm. into that, into that role. But um, I'm just not there. Uh, So in the meantime, I am still always exploring. I always have new ideas. There's never, ever a shortage of ideas. Mm -hmm. Um. Right now, I am loving my improv classes. Still, I am—I cannot believe how much I love it.
0: It's I'm just, so happy you've done that, Sandra. That's so cool. I love so it
1: cool. so much, and I mean, there's such a huge part of me. There is a vo- a very loud voice that says, Sandra, your ship has sailed, woman."
0: <laughs> really?
1: But, Oh, for sure. It is loud, and I have to tell her, "Shut up, bitch, <laughs> Get in the corner." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but no, I yes, it's a loud voice, but I'm trying to ignore her, and I, I'm just going to keep going because I love it so much. I mean, I've wanted to perform my whole life and Mm. I never let myself do it. Um, I had all these stories and ideas about people that performed. I thought that people that performed were born with a talent.
0: Mm. And it was like just bestowed upon them. Right.
1: Right. Right. I thought that that was some innate talent that you were born with And I didn't know that it was something that you worked for like any other talent. (laughs) Right. Like I wasn't born a good photographer. I had to put in many, many, many hours. Uh, I wasn't born a good seamstress. I had to put in many hours. to. But for whatever reason, the story that I always told myself was that performers were born that way.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: now I'm finally letting myself just be a student and, and I'm learning how to do it. And it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. And, um, I mean, talk about having to be Present. I think that's what's so exciting about it is that there's not a lot of things I do. I mean, I guess arguably, when I'm doing a photo shoot, you know, you really have to kind of be in the moment, especially at things like weddings where you can't go back and repeat what just happened if you didn't right. catch it. Um, but but this is really just you have to just clear your clear the decks. And just be super open and present. And it's so, it's just, um, it's just an exciting, it's just exciting. I love it. And I'm going to see a lot of
0: shows and I like to laugh. (laughs) Well, that's like, that's the whole thing of progress, not perfection, right? So you keep kind of tweaking and tooling and going back and returning and figuring it out and showing up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. universal thing, right? Through all of our lives, through every aspect of our lives, and you are now getting to put that out with improv.
1: And letting myself be big and take up space and make noise mm-hmm. and be stupid, risk looking ridiculous, mm-hmm. risk not being cool or funny or it's you so know, so
0: brave. It's so brave. <laughs> it's so I, brave.
1: I love it so much. So so there's that and um you know, it's, I'm not getting a paycheck from it. So right. I have to, uh, limit the times that I spend on it. Um, the other things I have going on right now is I'm working on a photo shoot. I have this really great idea for a photo shoot and I've hired a, a model and, a makeup artist, and I'm going to do it in my backyard, and I'm styling it, and it's going to be really awesome, and I don't know what I'm going to do with the photos, except they're just going to be marketing photos, nice. and it's just uh, another passion thing, um, but I have how it – I want it to look in my head, and, and so – When's um, that coming up? When are you doing that? Well, we have a scheduled tentatively for the 12th, okay, which is like a Friday, and um, so – Hopefully, you know, no one pulls out and hopefully I've got all my shit together, but I'm working really, really hard. I'm working on some backdrops and some props and anyway, just, oh,
0: exciting.
1: it's very, very much for fun, but I of course can use it for, like I said, marketing purposes. And then, um, I started writing. <laughs> so I had this idea, this kind of goes back to improv again. I had this idea for a sketch. Um, and I'm not even taking sketch right now, but there is another whole like series of classes you can take What's for sketch? sketch. Sketch improv is where there's some things that are written. So it's sort of oh, like okay. SNL or Key and Peel or those other shows, um, uh, where there's been a script written and then it's, I guess, followed loosely. I mean, I don't know the exact rules of it, but it, a script is involved. Okay. And so I had this really good idea for this sketch, um, improv Troop or show or something or maybe it's not sketch maybe it's just improv but the theme would be um too sober for this shit and so I started writing all this stuff down.
0: you already have me I'm already hooked yeah
1: right it's fucking funny right and um yes. and so I started writing all this stuff down and then I I and then I was in the library and I stumbled upon the screenwriter's Bible, which is like this screenwriter's Bible. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. It's a book that I've wanted to pick up and I've been meaning to pick it up from the library and it was never there. Like I check on it for a long time and it was never there. And then I just, I just stumbled upon it the other day. I wasn't even looking for it and, um, checked it out. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like, I'm writing a, I'm writing a script. That's what I'm doing. It's so you now, are. I so I really
0: am. I'm writing scripts <gasps> now.
1: I, okay. <laughs> I have no that's idea what I'm doing, but
0: yeah, that's it's how it starts. I fun. mm-hmm. that's how that's how you're doing it. You're doing the thing.
1: Yeah, and you know, and these are like a lot of these are personal stories or things, other people's stories that I picked up along the way, and um, mo- some of it is sincere, but
0: much of it is humorous and I'm too sober for this shit. That's <laughs> awesome. There's many. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe it. Cause there's so many situations where I think that like, what the, right. I'm too sober for this situation. Yes. that's <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So that's it. That's it. Those are all my creative things in the
0: works right now. Those are a lot of good things. I, um, I miss your creative, uh, I know you still do it sometimes, but um when you do your outfits on Instagram, Sandra. You know,
1: you're the third person that told me that. I need to revive the outfits. Which those little (laughs) characters I've worked into some improv stuff
0: too. So Uh, yeah. You're so good at like you really nail it when you do the description and the name and like the occupation even or what the whole thing. It's such a joy to read.
1: I know you're doing the 100-day project, see Maybe I should do that for the 100-day project. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Because yeah. I was thinking I wasn't going to do it unless it's something that I could really work into something that I've already have going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So that just gave me an idea. It starts tomorrow. I have 24 hours to decide.
0: (laughs) Well yeah. And I um I know when this airs it already have kicked already started. Yeah. But I I already had a like, oh I have another idea after I declared what I was doing. I was like, oh this might help me with this project if I could commit to doing that. I don't know. So we'll see tomorrow morning what happens. Yeah. Um, But I think I'm gonna be a little quieter about this. I know they want you to promote it and tag and inspire people. But in my schedule, that can't fully happen right now. And, so
1: I- you know, I'm with you. I think that was the one reason I was kind of reconsidering doing it or not doing it is because, um, I love Instagram, but mm-hmm. I try to spend a little less time on Instagram Yeah, uh,
0: because I've got too, I've got so much, I have so much going on. So, well, I think my solution is going to be since it's a hundred days that. It- Every 10 days, I'll do a Mm -hmm. post because Instagram will let you share 10 pictures. Right. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great compromise. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll do it. And just, they want you to do it your own way so that, you you know, it's just about doing it and keeping, you know, keeping um, the momentum and keeping yourself inspired and showing up for yourself. So I I do like all of that. Just sometimes, yeah, being on Instagram and trying to find the time to put one up every single day is a lot. Right. Yeah. I will. I will think about that tonight. Well, hey, that's good stuff, Sandra. I'm excited for you. I'm Hmm. excited. Um, three tools, I guess for this part of the show, right? Um, so this is the part of the show where we share three tools from our, um, unruffled toolbox. And this week for me, um, I wanted to share, I listened, it was one of the, the best episodes I've heard uh, of this podcast, but it was on spiritual ish and it was on digital minimalism. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know what episode number it was, but I listened with rapt attention. And when I got off, when I finished that podcast, it was helping me with the concept of letting go of some things as well. And so um, that's what they talked about. And you can listen to the episode if you want. Um, uh but I went ahead and I took a several apps off my phone. Um, I took Facebook off my phone. I had a Starbucks app. I had a picture collage app, chat books, uh, reposting for Instagram. I can never figure out how to do that. So I just took that app off cause it never seems to work or I don't work. Um, the Marco Polo app, I had a whole foods app. I just had all this digital clutter mm. that It just felt good to just, I'm like, oh, this is my, the teeniest, tiniest baby step of letting some digital stuff go. Mm -hmm. Um, I deleted my Twitter account because I never really used it. I deleted my Medium account because I've never written anything and put it on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I just started going, how can I get rid of all the noise and just visually, because I'm very visually stimulated too, and uh, reel it all back in.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: there's a book that they talked about on there and um Cal Newport, I believe it is, it talks about digital minimalism and talking about like the response time to um respond to people on texts, you know, that some people think you immediately are gonna respond. And you start setting expectations by how you are responding and working um through email or text. Mm-hmm. And it just made me, it just made me like pause for a minute, like again, not everything is instantaneous. And um, to expect the other people, that's like letting go of expectations. If you're going to ask somebody for something, right, you have to, they're not on your timeline unless you've specifically laid it out. And um, that was really helping me. So the whole podcast I felt was very informative and very helpful. So that's my tool. Um, It's that episode. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. Let's see. My first one is, um, I've been enjoying some live events lately, just being out in the world. You have, um, yeah, I've gone to some improv shows. I went, my husband and I, I bought his tickets for, um, uh, Valentine's day. It was my Valentine's day gift to him. We went to see Patton Oswalt. Um, he is on book tour for his late wife's book that she wrote about the golden state killer. Oh so if you're into serial killers you've probably already picked up the book but it was fun to um it was really cool to see him my my husband's a big well he loves true crime and he loves Patton Oswald so it was like a perfect so he perfect. helped finish the book or edit it or he helped he did like an afterward she mm-hmm. had um she had a couple of uh, people that we're working on this book with her because, you know, she, she died, um, before she finished it.
0: Mm. And
1: so they worked very tirelessly to wrap it up. I mean, and she basically, I mean, she kind of, she like found the golden golden state killer. Um, wow. but you know, he was asked about, so when, when she first died, It was reported that she died of uh, natural causes, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but she actually died of probably a mix of um, prescription drugs that she was taking, which Mm -hmm. made her die of natural causes. So it basically gave her a heart attack or stopped her heart when she was asleep, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, so the interviewer like saved that question sort of for the end and he was very open about it. Um, it was, um, it was, you know, bittersweet of course. Um, but you know, he, he definitely spoke as a spouse of someone. Um, he, you know, he was like, I, I just want, this is a word of caution. You know, if you have someone that you love that is taking prescription pills, ask a bunch of questions. Mm. Um, that's where I, you know, that's where he felt like he had failed her mm. is that he, um, she kind of sloughed it off like, yeah, you know, I take Adderall cause I need to pick me up. And then, you know, I got a little Xanax to bring me down, but then she also had a little fentanyl and mm. um, so it was like a mixture of those things. And, Right. Um, he felt like he had failed her by not, not asking enough questions. Right. And, um, so anyway, very good, but yeah. And then I, you know, seen some music, went to a, I had a friend that passed away about a month ago from, uh, cancer and there was a big benefit for him yesterday. And you know, just being out, being mm. out with the
0: people, springtime
1: yeah. in Austin. It's beautiful. Oh, it's a good, good time, time to be out. out.
0: I like when, yep. you, when you've when you shared about book signings and things that you go to and how you get out in the world. That's a great tool, Sandra.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, because uh, we can isolate. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. um, okay, so my second one is also another podcast, but one that I just... I want to re-listen to it. I was, I thought, I was like, I should call Sandra and we should do a whole episode around this episode. (laughs) It's our friend, Rob Bell, that we love so much, right? Mm -hmm. I wish he was our friend, but you know, the friendly Rob Bell, I should say. Um, It was episode 231. And it was called an anatomy of restlessness.
1: Oh yeah. I listened to both of those. There's a part Sondra. one and part two. Those were good.
0: To, I haven't listened to the second one yet, but the whole oh. episode, I was like, okay, Sandra and I need to listen to this, take some notes. And then let's just talk about it on a podcast because it Ooh. was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, and what, and just the little tidbit that I wrote down here was just that he talked about a lot about the spirit of um, different things, spirit of entitlement, the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of victimhood. And he talked about like finding a new way and being open um, and having discernment towards things rather than judgment. And all of the things I was like, that this is whole podcast is about recovery, <laughs> mm, right? Like we could totally riff on it, so many of the things that he said, like resistance you know, and, and open-mindedness too, for people trying to recover one way or another, or try to find a different path or a tool. Um, we're, we're limiting ourselves. Anyhow, the whole podcast I was driving, I wish I would have been sitting down. I will re-listen to it and take notes because it was so powerful. Um, you're right. I need to revisit that. I think I was, I was in the studio when I listened to both
1: of them and sort of, you know, kind of half listening Mm -hmm. when I'm sewing, but, um, yeah. I need to go back and listen to those. They he's were so, good. They were both very good. He's such a teacher. I mean,
0: he yeah. his his whole kind of, I love it. He doesn't have any show notes. He just kind of, I'm in the back house. Like he just riffing on his. Yeah. He's, laughing he's, at an, he's an orator.
1: It. He was a preacher. Yeah. So he put in the hours for sure. Yeah. But yeah. he, so he is very good at that. You're right. Um, it's a sermon almost. And- it is
0: a sermon. You're right. So yeah, episode two thirty one, Rob Cast. If you guys don't listen to him or haven't listened to him yet, uh, he's such a great teacher on my path. And I resisted him in the beginning because he was uh, a pastor giving sermons, and I just thought, oh, that's not for me. And how wrong I was because I've learned a great deal from his show.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's your, what's your number two?
1: Okay. My number two is, this is going to sound repetitive, but again, it's spring here and it's so beautiful and everything's blooming. And I'm just, I really enjoy my outside time during this season. Um, I take a lot of walks, uh, or run walks, run, I run, and then I walk and then I stop and take pictures of flowers and people run around me and, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but it's like my favorite thing to do in the spring, so well,
0: that that's, is your it. poppies, your poppies I've been yes, you've been sharing that's been, yeah, really
1: I love the flora and fauna I am in a, am an amateur botanist, I would say, and um i love I love when everything's blooming, I love to take photos, and I post some on Instagram and then some, I just save and well, it's a total energy to
0: shift. It's an energy shift, right? When you're out there too, and you're seeing everything bloom, like I can feel the change of the season and in my body too, you know, when yeah. everything blooming. I've been doing plant samples for botany and pressing um, plants and flowers and, um, just looking like this world is such a magnificent and beautiful place. hmm and yep. the organization around in the symmetry and the, um, of, of nature, it's, yeah, it makes you feel right. Small. It's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's
1: not just connecting or whatever, but it's sort of being in awe, in awe of, yeah, awe of everything, everything hmm. that. Yeah. That you have no control over. It just happens. <laughs> that's it's right. So amazing. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, well, that's a good one. Um, my last one has been asking for help. Uh, it's something I struggle with. I'll wait till the last possible second to ask because I don't want to put anybody out or also my fear of not knowing how to do something keeps me from asking for help. And, um, over the last few weeks, I think someone heard me on this podcast and reached out to me. I also reached out in our Facebook group and got a connection with somebody. So someone is helping me to make an app um, that I have decided to create, which I will share more later when that when it's time. And then the other person is a graphic designer who's off offered to help me with some things that I'm struggling on um, to make this book that I'm making. But they offered, they like they offered and I could receive it. And I could, I could say, this is what I don't know how to do, but this is my idea. Can you help me? Um, And they've been wonderful. They've been wonderful. So I think asking for help has been teaching me this month, like um, people are kind (laughs) and I don't know everything. So I I need to practice that.
1: Right. And how much easier it is when you just ask, right. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to figure it out all by yourself and getting frustrated and on the verge of giving
0: up it's like I have to hit, um, uh, I I hit some kind of limit and then I'll ask for help with everything. This isn't just about creative things, right? (laughs) With everything. And then I'm eventually like, I have to cry uncle. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not, I can't, I can no longer keep. And also the thing that won't leave the idea that won't leave me. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how to do it. So I have to, I can, I'm not dumb. I can figure these things out. And if I can't, I need to ask for help or I need to take a class or I need to learn how to do it. And what I resist sometimes is that part. Like, I don't want to take a Photoshop class. I really Hmm. don't. However, the things I want to do require me to know Photoshop. So what am I going to do? I I need to make a choice there. I need to encourage to change the things I can. Or hire somebody, yeah, to do it for you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's been my tool this month, asking for help.
1: That's a good one. Always, <laughs> always
0: a work in progress on that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. My last one, I think if this has been on my list the last several times I've had to give my toolbox list and that's just library books, man, I am like mm-hmm. plowing. I am well on my way to my, my 50, your goal. Mm-hmm, my 50, what, two books this year. Um, I am on my way. Yeah. I have read some really good books lately. I could just mention one that would be a f- fictional book called Circe, and I I think that's how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. She was a, a a Greek uh goddess nymph nymph I think but goddess. Um and I would not have thought I was into uh Greek mythology really. I mean, I'm not I don't hate it. I don't have anything against it, but it's not something that I have pursued a whole lot but this book is so good it's so good Mm -hmm. it's like a rewritten tale of this particular goddess and she's written as more of a feminist she also becomes a mother and it is beautiful i sobbed
0: (laughs) in certain parts um can you she, tell our listeners who wrote it or do you know that?
1: Yes. Uh, uh, hang on. Let me, um, uh, Madeline, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, apparently she, she wrote another book before this one and, and uh, a listener told me that it was just as good as Circe, but Madeline Miller is her name. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how do you spell Cersei? Circe. It's C I R C E. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Such a good book. So good. Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, I like your goal. I did finish one book this year. Good. <laughs> so we're yang and yang, Sandra. We're a little bit, I, I like <laughs> your, you, you help inspire me though. I have a stack that are kind of half everything and nothing. I haven't felt in the mood to finish, but we'll see school is taking up a lot. I can't, I just, again, can't, well, wait for yeah. can't wait for yeah. summer. It's taking up. I'm um, not in
1: school. So well,
0: I mean, kind
1: of I am, but
0: yeah, not. Yeah. Well, we're learning, right? The things that we want to invest our time in. Right. And I don't really want to invest my time in figure drawing and botany. I had to be perfectly honest. I do not. And I have a big resistance right now. I got to draw 20 hands today. You know how hard hands are to draw? Oh, very ugh. hard. It seems hard. I've had I mean, a week. You can't to do just it. make a
1: circle and five mm-hmm. and five lines.
0: You can't do turkey hands, you know, like <laughs> my, <laughs> my hand. Or you draw around the outside yeah. of your hand. You can't do like uh That's fingerling potato hand. fingers. No, you can't do those. <laughs> Although I do them quite well. So yes, yeah. Resistance. <laughs> Resistance. Oh my gosh, we've talked for so long. This is a long episode. If you've hung in there with us or you've listened to us over a course of a couple of days, thank you.
1: Yes, um, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: If you broke it up, you know, I don't blame you. Good me. for you. Good for you. Um, one thing I want to ask. Um all of our links are in our SoundCloud um, little bio for this show. There's a link even to iTunes so that you guys can rate and review us. But I was just thinking, Sandra, like, we I don't know that we asked this, but I've been listening to other podcasters like Natha's podcast, um, The Star Narratives. And if you, if you guys like what you're hearing, can you share it, you know, on social media, um, with a friend, um, even if you want to do that privately, you know, just share, help us um, spread the love of the show. Um, we do have some listeners that do share. And yeah. so I
1: want to say that that we acknowledge that and thank you so much. Yeah.
0: And I'll repost everybody that shares it. So anybody shares the show, you know, on, on Instagram for sure. I'll I'll repost that and share that. And um yeah, I think that's all. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say? For no, that's it. On? I think we're done here. Oh, okay, my friend. The next time I talk to you, I will be back from right Doe bay. So I'll that is you.
1: exciting. I cannot wait to
0: hear how, wait. how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm more excited than, than like trepidatious or anything like that. I'm just, yes, excited. yes. Good. Okay, you guys
1: all have a good week. Okay. Bye guys.
0: The Unruffled podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers, Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.